everyone. Thanks for joining us for Reconstructing Truth. My name's Aaron. This is Caleb. We're just uh, grateful to be with you guys uh, this week on episode three. And so we've got a couple of announcements before we get started. First and foremost, we want to remind you that uh, this is the last week that you'll be able to find us on Cedar Point Recovery. We're going to go ahead and make that break. So we've given you some warning, some fair warning. So you need to go like and subscribe, Reconstructing Truth on YouTube, um, Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever you're listening on. But go find us, Reconstructing Truth, because we will no longer be uploading these episodes after this week to Cedar Point Recovery. So that's important. Yeah. Second important note is next week is Thanksgiving. So I'm sure many of you knew that. And we're going to be taking a break um, from recording next week for a couple of reasons. One, um, you know, there's already so few of you listening. You know, we don't want the, <laughs> the drop any That's lower. Right. We can't. Our, our yeah. self-esteem can't yeah. handle. Our <laughs> egos will be bruised. So we're going to take next week off. That means we won't be back till I don't know what day it is, but it's the a, next Friday. Yeah, you know, whatever Friday that is. It's a. I mean, I could look it up. Yeah, it's, it's like I have December a something right here with the calendar. But yeah, yeah whatever the first Friday is in uh, December. We're more prepared people. We would have told you. So we'll be back. The first. Drum roll. December 1st. December 1st. <laughs> December 1st. <laughs> um, yeah, with uh, with our next episode. So, um, again, just to recap, you need to go like and subscribe. Yeah. If um, you're listening to this on Cedar Point Recovery right now, stop. Yeah, stop. Stop what you're doing. Go to whatever it is you're listening to. Go to the thing. Search Reconstructing Truth and either like us. We'll do it on all of them. If yeah. you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and open up YouTube yeah. and go in there and like <laughs> it. And give us a thumbs up on that video, too. While you're at it, um, I don't care if you listen to it. Just give us a thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely. So, so do it right now. <clears throat> go. Yep. Go. All right. All right. So <laughs> today uh, we're going to open today with our culture segment, and so. Um, if you guys haven't caught on, one of the things we like to do in every episode now is talk about something that's going on across the country that's been in the news um, at some point, sometime or the other, um, and look at it from a Christian worldview, biblical perspective, and those kinds of things. And so this week, um, an article kind of caught uh, my attention, and uh, we wanted to open up and share that with you. So uh, we're going to kick over. If you're not on video, you should be because we got all these fancy new tools. So we're going to go ahead and and open up um, right now and read this. This is on a Breitbart news article, and it says this. Eight juveniles are under arrest and face murder charges in the beating death of a 17-year-old of seventeen year old Jonathan Davis. And Lewis. so— Huh? Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Jonathan Lewis. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Jonathan I Davis. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> it's not this guy. Yeah, not this guy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but uh, Breitbart reported that Lewis was beaten by a mob of a uh, mob of fifteen just blocks away from his high school in Rancho High School. This is in Vegas. After standing up for a smaller friend whom the mob had put into a trash can, and so. This is alarming. Um, first off, it's alarming that, you know, a mob of 15 people um, beat this young man for um, doing the right thing, right? He yeah. stood up for somebody else. The more alarming thing is there's video of this. And you might ask yourself, well, why is that alarming? Uh, because of the fact that people stood there and videoed a guy get beat to death rather than stand up um, for him and yeah. and intervene in this horrific incident. Now, this is not a one-off. Uh, these things uh, continue to happen um, across our country in growing numbers. Anytime there's great tragedy, um, everybody becomes a video journalist and nobody's willing to stand up and stand um, stand in the gap any longer and to do what's right. And so um, that that's not what we're called to and, and we're called to be um, greater than that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a... a 
Yeah, like Karen's talking about, you know, if you, you think about, you know, some, sometimes the people will say, well, I'm, you know, I don't want to get hurt. And you know, look what happened to this guy. He did the right thing. Well, you know what? If everybody there that was videoing had done the right thing, this guy would have been, would still be alive. Yeah. Right. Because the mob would have been uh, the, the, the fewer numbered group in this situation because there would have been enough people to do the right thing, you know, and that's, um, and that's just disturbing that, um, you know, and, and it's, it's just ironic to me that, you know, as, as, uh, culture continues to um, try to him in Christianity and, you know, well, you don't have to have God to be good people. You know, you hear that from the atheist yeah. crowd. You don't have to be, you don't have to have God to be good people. And it's like, well, uh, then you guys are doing a really poor job of proving it. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, uh, as we become more secular, we see more things like this happen. We see more of people standing aside, not wanting to do the right thing, not wanting to intervene when it's it's clearly you know something something wrong is happening. Um, you know, we uh, uh, Christians are the the biggest givers. You know, as far as foreign aid and that kind of stuff that happens. You know, it's not not a bunch of atheist groups out there funding the <laughs> the Red Cross and <laughs> and you know providing you know international aid. To people and, and that's just again it just shows that as we become more secularized human mankind is not by nature we talked about this um i think it was the last week we talked about this that mankind's nature we're not based inherently good you no. know we're not it's not in our nature to be good to do the right thing and it takes it does take god to help yeah <laughs> you know to an acknowledgement of god who who created us who wants us to do the right thing it takes an acknowledgement and living in that lifestyle in order for us to actually manifest those things out and that's why you know as christians we we are different in that we believe that you know you become saved or sorry you you um, accept salvation and out of that, then we begin to see good works, and we start to see the spirit or the fruits of the spirit is what we call it, is what the Bible calls it, where we, we do become, we, we start acting out the, the goodness that God has called us to do, and that means doing the right thing. And, um, uh, you know, uh, like I said, society just continues to show us over and over again that, you know, humanism or the secular worldview uh, doesn't fill that gap. No, it does like, not. Like God does. Now, and you know, when we look at that, you know, what Caleb was talking about, you know, we have an inherent sin nature. We see that from Adam. Um, that's played out in Romans 5. Um, it says, you know, through one man, sin entered the world. And because of that, we're depraved individuals. And, you know, as we do move further and further away from God, um, you continue to see this uh, become more and more prevalent in, in society and culture. You know, there used to be a thing, and it's, uh, I think, pretty much non-existent across the country anymore, but there was there was such thing as good Samaritan laws. And and, um, you know, obviously taken from the parable <laughs> that we see in the Bible, believe it or not, that uh, government officials used to actually draw on Scripture as they created laws and, and things. Um, <laughs> but um, we had um, – it was against the law to, to do this, to stand in video somebody being beaten to death, that not only would the, the culprits who committed that heinous crime be culpable, but um, so would the people who had their phones out videoing it. But we've moved so far away from, again, a Christian worldview and moral standards in, in our culture and society and across our country um, that there nobody's even saying um, I mean the headline is you know 
15 people beat this kid to death, which is horrible, but it should also be, and people stood by and watched. <laughs> that yeah. should be what's added onto it, but it, it's just not. And and again, it, it's the, the further we get away from this, the more we take God out of schools, uh, the, the more of a, a rise in this type of mentality we're going to see, the more we take it out of, of movies and, and everything else in culture, um, you're going to continue to see evil on the rise because in the absence of God, what are you left with? It, it's not our, our great moral standard as people because, again, it's non-existent. We, we are depraved individuals. We're sinful. And so in the absence of God, uh, you'll see our morality just, uh, just on the rise like this. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking um, to see someone, somebody should have, uh, let's back it up. Somebody should have taught these 15 kids yeah, um, how to be decent people. <laughs> um, yeah. But there was a failure there. Um, but apparently there's just a failure in this entire community. Uh, big shocker there that Vegas uh, would be the place that this happened. Um, <laughs> but... You know, that nobody, nobody just, I mean, God, man, just, uh, it just ticks me off. Um, I'm going to be uh, Peter Griffin here. It just, just grinds my gears. <laughs> but um, it's just horrible. It's a horrible thing. Yeah. Well, you know, in the, this is, again, um, kind of what, what, what's been the theme of, of us, of this podcast, is that um, as Christians, we have to start getting off the sidelines. We yeah. have to start taking stands. And, and you know, this this is a, like Aaron was talking about, this is a, you know, reflection of the community, of, the, of, of their parents, or the lack thereof. I, I guarantee you, I, was it 15 kids that yeah. did that? Pretty sure it's probably about 15 of them don't have a father. Yeah. And, um, um, but, but it's a, it's a, uh, then everybody that was standing around, you know, this is, this is indicative of, of, a repeated pattern of not taking a stand. I bet you this kid, uh, Jonathan Lewis, not Jonathan Davis, but Jonathan Lewis, <laughs> I bet you if you find out, I bet you if we were to learn more about him, I bet you he has a history of, of, of standing up for people and doing the right yeah. thing. And, you know, this wasn't a one-off kind of thing. I bet you the kid was probably a good kid um, who made it a habit of doing the right thing because you don't get to a level of intervening in a physical altercation like, okay, this is my first go-to of you know being yeah. a good Samaritan because that that is a tough situation. I've oh, yeah. I've, I've done it uh, myself once. Um, you know, jumped into um, a guy was uh, uh, abusing this lady, and, and I mean, in the middle of the road, and you know, we my wife was. I mean, we stopped a car. I you know get out and go confront this guy. You know, and that trust me, you're you're feeling a little nervous <laughs> when you do that kind of thing. Um, but but it's it's a, the habit of, of doing the right thing and, and, and standing up for for what is what we know to be good to tr what's to, to be true and to be just. Um, that's, that's, you establish a habit of doing that. And, and like I said, we we're so much as a culture of Christians where we are just so used to standing on the sidelines, we can't be bothered to, you know, uh, vote with our money when somebody like we talked about <clears throat> a couple times already when you know companies do things that are in you know direct opposition of what we believe is like well but you know I like targets selection you know I don't yeah. care if they have clothes that are for you know trans and kids or whatever like you know it's like they just have they have cute things or whatever. Yeah. It's like so I can't be bothered to to be inconvenienced you know and if we can't get past that we can't do what this kid did, yeah. you know, which is, is the right thing and try to protect somebody from getting hurt. And so again, um, this, this speaks to the larger problem of us, uh, like I said, as a society, as Christians, 
sitting on the sidelines and watching. You know, maybe we don't pull, maybe we don't pull out our phones, but we just keep walking. You yeah, know? we just keep walking. We're just like, oh, I'll just I didn't hear anything, I didn't see anything, and so I'll just keep moving, and then I just you know. I don't need to be a part of this. Yeah, see no evil, hear no evil. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Confront you know, no evil. You know, and again, when we talk about it, this isn't a one-off. Uh, what was the article? Um, yeah. We can't pull it up right now, but um, it happened. Um, it happened a couple of years ago. It was in Philadelphia on a train. A lady, I think I think in the case, this lady was, um, I think she was she was asleep or passed out. I don't know. I don't remember the, her circumstances exactly, but there was a, a homeless man on the, on the train starts to sexually assault this woman. And everybody, there was other passengers on the train. So there's people on this train, they're watching this happen, and they pull out their phones yeah. and um, video this, and they don't call. The, the, the Philadelphia uh, PD reported that there was no 911 calls from the passengers. Yeah. Now, the only way this stopped was because an employee saw what was happening and called, called the police who in that, that article that said that the police responded within three minutes. Yeah. You think about all those people that were sitting there with their phones pulling out to, to video somebody raping somebody and they could have called a cop and, and, and had a response within three minutes yeah. and, um, you know, nothing was done, but yeah, I'm with you. I think, I think every single person who's got footage, I think should be yeah. prosecuted in some sort of form or fashion. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's you know, implicit in, in a crime. Yeah. It, so, you know, and it goes back to, you know, what are we, what are you teaching your kids? I mean, hopefully you're teaching them better than that. Um, you know, we, we have to raise the standard for ourselves. We have to raise the standard for, for our children. If you've got grandchildren, for, for your neighbors, for the people around you. Um, man, I mean, just smack somebody around. You see them doing something stupid like that. It's, it's step up, intervene, do what's right. Do what we're, we're called to do, um, which is not to be um, spectators to um, the world going to hell in a handbasket. Um, it, it's actually to, to be the moral um, standard, right? We're, we're called to be the visible image uh, or of an invisible God, right? And um, I, I don't, I don't know what part of of filming um, a crime take place is being the visible image of God. Um, none. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, as we we continue just to move away from that, I mean, where's where's the pushback and where, where's the outrage um, on things like this taking place? And I and I get, you know, many of you, probably all of you here in the area, you know, we live in Oklahoma, we live um, in the Bible Belt. Um, this isn't something that's uh, real prevalent here, um, but it will be. Uh, that's what happens. Yeah. I mean, how we can't continue just to be quiet. Oh, well, that's happening. Uh, that happened all the way in Vegas, or this was in Philadelphia. Those things don't happen here. Well, they don't happen here till they do. Yeah, um, yeah they don't happen yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, exactly. There's no force field around Oklahoma that's going to stop the moral degradation of our society. Yeah, and it, we're seeing it happen. So, like, so we're talking about that. So, you know, one of the things that's in the news here lately is um, that's been in the news quite a bit here, especially like on the, the, the coastal cities. Um, the really big ones is all these these burglaries that are happening in these yeah. stores. Right. You know, you're seeing where, you know, these big gangs of people are going into Nordstrom's and just cleaning them out. You know, yeah. it's just brazen and like the Walgreens and stuff are closing down. Well, I mean, here it was uh, a month or so ago um, in our in our tiny little village of Vertigris, which is right next to where we're, we're doing this, um, uh, our dollar general got smashed and grabbed. I mean, yeah. in the, during the day, I mean, well in the morning, early morning, like the, the gas, there's a gas station Casey's right next to it. That's, that's, it's, it was open. People were there yeah. and these people pulled up, smashed a window, went in there and yeah. stole everything, went out of it. And then this last Monday, 
right here in Claremore at Quake Trip. Yeah. You know, somebody went in there and, I mean, right in the middle of the, the evening. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so those things where you're sitting there, you're watching the news, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's that's crazy. I can't believe that. And it's like here – now, is it as is, is it as prevalent here as it was? Is it it is in the big cities? No, but just like you're talking about, those are things that you're just like I couldn't I can't imagine that happening here, you know? Yeah. Because, but that's like I said, we're we're st we're starting to see the, the 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 moral creep happen in where where it is. There, we're losing any of these kind of standards that you're talking about. So anyway, sorry to interrupt you. No, but, you didn't interrupt anything. I mean, but, it's it's <laughs> great. It's a great point of view. I mean, it just it does it does creep in here and. Uh, so again, I mean, um, you know, we get, we start teaching our kids these things, you know, so often, and I get, and, and it's, this is part of the difficult part, you know, when we're um, and dealing with some of this. I mean, we don't want to, we don't want to endanger ourselves. I get that, you know, we want, um, and I struggle with the same thing. We don't want to put our family in danger. Struggle with the same thing, and and I'm not telling you to go out and, and get in uh, crazy situations. Right. Um, but, uh, I, I know that we encounter things that are small, right? Um, small opportunities to stand up for what's right and to do what's right. And the more that we instill this in our, in our children and, and in ourselves, uh, the more likely we are in these big moments like this, where, where our life is on the line, um, will, will instinctively do the same. Um, we have to prepare for it, right? Um, you know, Paul talks about, you know, training himself. Um, and it was in a different context, but it's in the same context as well. You know, we, we train ourselves to do what's right. Um, and, and the little things, and then it progresses to the big things. And so when we see these things take place, there was none of the, the small things, um, happening in their lives where somebody was teaching them, um, you know, to share, <laughs> um, to be kind to the people around you, to be respectful. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, all of these things that are lost in our young and those things are in our communities. Now just talk to middle school teachers here in our community and you'll see how disrespectful our young are. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, and that's where it starts. Um, that's, that's the beginning stages of what turns into kids beating kids to death is they, they have no regard for their classmates. They're completely selfish and self-centered. They have no regard for authority because you know what? Our parents in our community now in Claremore, in, in this part of Oklahoma, in the Bible Belt are failing, failing. These kids are disrespectful and it, and it grows. And so we have to teach them. And, and often, here's the sad part, oftentimes parents are just as disrespectful. Oh, their yeah. kids are punks. Teacher reaches out about <laughs> their punk kids and then the parents show up being punks too. Yeah. And it's just, all right, enough is enough. Enough is enough. We need to, to recenter ourselves on, on the gospel, right? The good news, God's word and what it says to kind of steer this ship away from crashing into the bank um, before we have these exact same things happening here in our community. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, uh, somebody I've heard that said, once a culture lets go of the rope, it goes fast. And what he's talking about is losing oh, kind yeah. of their moral, their moral compass. And that is the thing. And that's what is, you know, again, going back to, um, you know, the, the secular humanism, well, we, you know, we don't need a guy to tell us we're good. It's like, yeah, uh, you, you, again, you're just proving that we do because, yeah. um, you know, and that's, that's, I mean, God, obviously there's, there's the salvation aspect of, of our faith that we, you know, but we don't just become saved because for fire insurance, right? We don't, yeah. We've talked about that before. We just, you don't, you don't say a prayer. Okay. Yeah, sure. I believe in Jesus. Now I'm going to just continue on living my life. Then what you do is you start to live in accordance to what God, you know, teaches us in the Bible, how, how we should live our lives. And, and the, that serves as kind of a, a, like I said, almost like a true North when it comes to our morals and that 
as you start to act out your life and interact with people that you go, you know, you have God's standard to, to compare it to. And then as you, as you start to deviate, you start to feel it. You start to feel that conviction of the Holy Spirit saying, Hey man, you're not, you're not, you're not being honest. You're not being truthful. You're not standing up for what, what yeah. is right. You're not. And, and you, in that pulls you back, right? Well, if our society abandons that true North, if it abandons any sort of objective moral authority, <clears throat> then what's pulling us back? And yeah. absolutely, the answer is absolutely nothing. And we're seeing the ramifications of that. And so, we, you know, in, in our society today, you do have all these kids who, who aren't taught, um, they aren't taught, you know, any sort of Judeo-Christian moral or ethics. And, and so there isn't, you know, again, uh, you know, maybe this is a newsflash for some people, but your kids aren't good. They're not yeah. born good. They, <laughs> you know, I never have to teach, you know, nobody's, no parent has ever had to teach their kid how to lie, has never had to teach their kid how to be selfish, has yeah. never taught their kid to, uh, hey, you need to go hit that kid if you take something. You don't, you know, <laughs> nobody parent, no parent has ever had to teach their kid that. And that's because we're not inherently good. We're mm-hmm. not, you know. We, we want what we want above anything else. And, and it takes God to tell us, that, listen, you, you're going to have to rise above that and, and to, to live at this standard. And, but that's the, the problem here is the parents aren't teaching kids that. They're not teaching kids to, to not hit. You, know, you can't just go wail on this kid because <laughs> he did something you don't like. Or you can't you know, be dishonest. I mean, I... You're talking about um, you know teachers. I mean, I coach. Uh, I talked about before. I coach sports. My kids sports, and I've t- coached my boys who are now 15, and now I'm coaching my my daughter who's nine. And I've I've coached with her um, since she was uh, U U six soccer, and um, just to see the difference in parents that I have to interact with in their kids, you know, and it's like you know I've interacted with kids who are just at a young age are just habitual liars, you know? And you're just like, you know, I've, you know, other players, so-and-so said this, like, that's not, that's not true. You know, you know they said this is going to happen or this is weren't, you know, this blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no, this, and this it's like, this isn't true. And it's just, and I'm like, well, how is it that <laughs> you just, you do this? Like it's at a level at, at a young, at such a young age. I'm just like, as a parent, I mean, like as a parent, I don't know how you have a kid that's this way and you're not just seeing the red flags where you're yeah. just not be like, okay, we need to do some, you know, some, some introspection here and, and think about our parenting style and, and maybe, maybe tweak a few things because yeah. my kids, uh, not headed the right direction, but it's, but you know, they're too busy on their phone or whatever. And so, so yeah, I mean, it does, it starts at the home and i like I said, I bet you dollars and donuts that those kids all, Hardly them have a father, especially when it comes to boys, because that's what yeah. that's especially as boys become uh, teenagers. That's that's the purpose of the dad more than anything is to, to keep those young kids in check. You know, when they start to start to feel aggressive and want to start testing boundaries, that's when a dad comes in and says, listen here, son, I know you think you're tough. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the old man puts them in their place and, and they they understand they start to learn boundaries and yeah. they start to learn how to act in society. Um, um, but, but we don't have that. And so, you know, here we see, here we see what happens when, 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 again, the culture lets go of the rope, it goes fast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not only just, uh, the fathers, you know, we, we treat 
um, we treat the things of God as if, if they're optional. And, you know, and, and the more we do that here, and we're doing that here, um, where we allow, you know, sporting events to take precedent over church attendance or um, nice sunny days to take precedence or, or rainy days <laughs> yeah. or, you know, I have a mild case of gas. Um, so, you know, I just, uh, I can't, I can't go to church. I can't take my family and we can't do that. And so the more that we're indifferent with that, the more we're going to continue um, to, to just go down this path. Um, but, you know, getting back to the fact that, I mean, here we are, we're, we should, um, we should hold life um, in our hands and, and see that it's precious. And we should look at people around us and see that they're precious. But we've deviated to a place where the most precious person in any given room is us, ourselves, right? Yeah. And that's what we've taught these kids. Um, nobody's of greater value than you. Um, and that's so contrary to what God's taught us to do. And so I want to share with you, it's a Mark 12, uh, 29 through 31. See if I got that. Oh, I did it right the first time. Um, and uh, Jesus is asked what the most important commandments are. He said, Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength, um, which is great. And I think we would all just, we'd see that and we'd know it. And many of you probably know this um, and have heard this, but the second is equally in, um, equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, no other commandment um, is greater than these. And so, you know, when we look at that, uh, Jesus is saying, man, you got to love God, right? And that's important and that's great. But up here with that, love the people around you as well. And, and that, that's something we've lost in, in our culture, in our society. Again, we don't, we don't love our neighbor. We despise them. Um, we, don't, we don't see value in them. Um, we see their failures or we see what they have that we want or we see them as um, somebody to be stepped over on our way to success or uh, monetized on. There, there's no value placed on life anymore. Um, and, and in every facet of culture is pushing against this narrative here. And we've got to start pushing back. We've got to start saying, you know what? Life is valuable. Life is precious. We've got to start instilling these things. Um, instead of teaching your kids to, to use people, people um, or to be indifferent to them or um, teaching them that they're they're the best in the world and nobody I mean um, we've got to start saying no man you've got to you got to love your neighbors yourself as much as you love you love the people around you more um, as much as you love God and hopefully you're teaching your kids to love God um, <laughs> love people um, as well and we we've just we've drifted away from this and you know this is the golden rule and you know growing up it was something that we Hopefully you heard. I know I heard a lot. Yeah. The golden rule, yeah. the golden rule. I didn't even go to church and I knew the golden rule, right? It was yeah. just the thing that parents, secular and um, Christian, taught their kids apparently because um, I know kids learned it in church and we didn't go to church and, and we knew, man, you got to treat people as you want to be treated, right? Where is that in culture now? Um, it's just, it's lost. Yeah. And Yeah. You know, no, I mean, that's a, that's 100% right. You know, we grew up in, um, like I said, all this, there's always kind of this inherent sense of, these values yeah. right i mean that was just like you know it's almost it's almost like people who um who you know are born and they you know i'm christian well why are you you know why are you christian well because i was born you know to a christian <laughs> yeah. family and they think that's but you know it, there's that that's almost an indicator of what life was just used to be like you know 30 years ago where there was just this inherent sense of values like you said yeah. you know everybody everybody knew the golden rule right i mean especially right here like i remember growing up and um you were taken aback when somebody, you know, hey, where do you go to church? Oh, I don't really go to church. Oh, you know, that was, that was yeah. a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now it's, oh, you go to church, you know? Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know, like that's, that's, oh, how about that? You know? Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> it's it's totally flipped on its head. But uh, but you know, I was talking talk about what Aaron was saying. Is um, you know, he said we don't we don't value life, and uh, uh, man, that's really that's another thing that's become apparent nowadays in societies. We we're not as we become more secular, more humanistic, we, we, we're not a culture that values life anymore. No. We almost a culture of death. I mean, you look at the, the, the abortion wars that are going on as far as, you know, when is it okay to kill the baby, you know, that's in, in, in the mom's womb. And then in other societies, you know, our, our, our neighbors to the North, you know, they're, they're looking for reasons to, to kill people oh, yeah. that are, you know, the old people, Mental mental health, uh, chronic disease. There, you know, a suicide uh, on demand. Suicide on demand. Yeah, if you, you know, grandma's becoming a little bit more of a burden than you like her to be. Well, yeah. And if you're down here oblivious, you should look it up. Look up what Canada's doing um, yeah. with with life that should be precious there, and it's uh, it's sad it's, and disturbing. Yeah. Well, and, and they do it in, um, you know, and that's the thing because because we had such a like I said our our core at, at the United States our our history is very much judeo-christian values regardless of what the religious history historians want to tell you the secular historians want to tell you based around um judeo-christian values and so so that 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 is still in within our roots and that's why it's taking us you know so long to kind of get away from it but if you look at other places who didn't start with that at the base you know places like in canada or you look at um, Europe, you see socially and culturally, they're, they're about 20-ish years ahead of where we're going. That yeah. seems to be where, although we're closing that gap a lot faster. And um, you look at, uh, so so yeah, you, you see things in Canada, we're just like, that's crazy. And then, you know, 10 years down the line, we're doing the same thing. I'd say a great example of this for people who are like trying to struggle with Caleb's 20-year uh, gap here. Um, let's take the over-sexualization of culture. Growing up, we would we would look at um, France, yeah. <laughs> for instance, you know, European country, and how free-flowing they were with the sexualization of, of commercials and television and society. Um, and think back to when you were a kid, hearing about that, how absurd that sounded. Um, now, here we are as adults, um, and that's the world we live in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's hundred percent true. You look at um, some some like TV, like you know maybe late later night TV in uh, certain countries, like in Europe or uh, I think Australia does it too. But uh, they allow um, full, not full frontal nudity, but top nudity, female mm -hmm. nudity on on just regular TV. You know, it's not you're not sneaking on the HBO late at night or whatever. Um, that's just like regular TV, yeah. you know. And it's like, well, we're getting pretty close. I mean, you know, you think about. Um, but the the thing I was going to point out was um, in uh, England there has been um, a number of ha or a handful of cases where uh, parents usually with kids that have some sort of you know they they're born with some sort of disease or some sort of some sort of uh, malformation or a birth defect or whatever and, and a parent is trying to um, you know, they're trying to advocate for the kid. They're trying to find any way they can to keep this kid alive when he's got a, a very poor prognosis. And um, because they've got the, their health care is completely nationalized there, the uh, the government gets to, to say how far you get to try to, no. to save your kid. And so there's one that just happened fairly recently where the parents, um, 
they they were trying to get an experimental treatment in Italy, and and uh, the British government wouldn't allow them to go. I mean, the, the, the Italian government even granted the kid dual citizenship to try to allow. Yeah. Anyway, this kid ended up dying because they wouldn't. They they just said no, we're not going to treat him anymore. And so again, you get this kind of culture. Again, some you look at a society that's more secular than we are. And as we move away from that, we, we lose the value of life. Yeah. And, um, you know, and we see that happen here in where we're watching somebody die, somebody get beat to death. And we're more in- interested in the entertainment value. Yeah. Well, it's we're more in interested clicks, in how many likes we're going to yeah. get on social media <laughs> yeah, for, we're, we're, for our video. Here's our chance to go viral. Yeah. And, and that is more value to us than a human being. Yeah. Um, um, uh, there is a we're doing a, a video study in our small group. And, um, one of the things, the guy who's teaching it, he, you know, he's, he's been, a he's had a radio show for years and he would go around and ask, um, the question he asks frequently of people is <clears throat> if a human being or, you know, a, or your dog were like drowning in a, in a, in a, uh, a pond or a lake or whatever, and you could only save one, which one would you save? And he's like the number of people now that say the dog, yeah. you know, is, is incredibly alarming because we have, you know, but he talks about that. It's, that's the consequences of secularism. That's the no. consequences of not believing in God and not valuing human life, yeah. you know, over everything else. And so, yeah, you know, when you take God out of the equation, then we're just animals anyway. Yeah. So, you know, um, we're going to kick over to, to James. I'm going to look at James. It's four verse 17, uh, James four seventeen, And it says this, remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and to not do it. And so, you know, when we look at, you know, cases of this young man in Vegas or this young woman in Philadelphia and things like that, um, and just that indifference, you know, it's going back to the Good Samaritan laws. Uh, not only um, should it be illegal <laughs> culturally to stand by and do nothing, um, but this is what we would call a sin of omission, right? Um, James is saying, when we know the right thing, to be idle in God's eyes, we're guilty. So we should be guilty, again, in our our uh, judicial system. Um, but we are guilty of doing the wrong thing in God's eyes when we just stand idly by. And, and we've got to, this is one of those things we have to teach our kids. Like, it's it's not enough just to do the right thing. It, it's not. And, and hopefully, you know, you're at least there. So many people aren't even teaching their kids that. Yeah. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's also wrong for them not to do what they should do, right? Um, they need to be proactive um, in, in all all ways of, of just, man, you, you've got to, um, he's got to be the visible image of Christ every opportunity, um, every opportunity, whether it engages you directly or not. Um, stand up for what's right. Stand up for life. Stand up um, for for these things. Stand up for other people, right? And and just do do what's right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that that would be our kind of, I would say, uh, maybe our main takeaway here on on this is that, um, you know, again, we're not we're not telling you to, to that we everybody needs to go like you know think they're Superman and go put themselves into dangerous situations and trying to you know, I mean, if you look at this case in the Philadelphia case, both of these people would have been helped if anybody would have just they, they didn't have to directly intervene, intervene, but if they would have just called nine one one, if they would have just called for help. You know, you think about the, this kid maybe still alive, and that woman uh, may have not had to experience the fullness of what she had to experience. Um, you know, and so, so as as believers, 
we have to start doing those. We have to start, you know, again, start, start just confronting, you know, the wrong thing. Uh, it doesn't have to be big things. It can be small things. We know we're talking with our, you know, as parents, you know, you start teaching your kids to do that. I, I know that's something I teach my kids. We just had that situation at their school. Um, uh, there was a kid that um, she was getting bullied and uh, by a large number of, of kids. They, it's a long story. But anyway, I mean, this happened at like a football game or whatever. And, um, you know, and all the administrators are too busy. They, like all the administrators for the school are at the, at the football games, but they're all too busy yeah. looking cool on the sidelines to, you know, actually like patrol around and make sure that the kids aren't doing things like this. And so, you know, um, my, like I said, I'm getting this, this story is being relayed to me by my, my sons. And I, first thing I tell them is like, listen, you know, right. That if you ever see something like that, go down, that you better step in there and help, you know, because that's what I, I do. Yeah. want to, Cause they, they didn't see this happen. They, they had heard that, you know, this has happened because this girl was like, sitting in there with them in the band and then disappeared and then didn't come back because she had been bullied so much. She just left, you know, and it was just like, I can't believe this, you know, and it, and it wasn't just a kid. It was a whole group of kids. And it's like, yeah, where are your parents? Why haven't your parents touched? So, so step one, you know, raise good kids, you know, take an interest in what they're doing. Make sure that you're teaching them good lessons, teach your kids. Not only do you not do those things, but you make sure other people don't do those things. And you, you know, and you bring five, five other kids along with you to make sure those kids don't yeah. do the thing. Again, in this situation with this mob, that mob got away with it because they had more, more people. Well, <clears throat> what we need to do is start making those people the minority. Yeah. You got to start making them uncomfortable. You got to make them unsafe. You know, it's got to be unsafe for them to do those things. Um, so that's one. And then two, you know, as parents or as adults, as Christians, as we go through life and do things, we got to start looking for places to say, no, this isn't right. You know, when you have, um, and it sounds silly, but again, this is the little things that add up to when those big moments show up, you're ready to confront those things. And so like in your, uh, I know again, we, we do a lot of sports and use sports. If you, if you're involved in that, it's such a crap show. I mean, the, the, competitive nature of, of certain things and people taking it too far and parents acting like total fools at these games, um, insulting players, insulting refs, insulting whatever heck have we seen them insult their own kid, you know, from the stands. And you got to start, you know, if it's people, you know, it's, it's, you know, if you have a friend that's doing that, tell them, hey, knock that off. You know, like that's, that's where you start. You start just confronting and saying, listen, we're not going to do this stuff. You know, I mean, we've done that. We've said, I'm not going to be a part of this, this organization or this group because these people, I don't want to be associated with them, no. you know, and I'm not going to be, and you know, does that cost our kid opportunities? Maybe, but you know what? It's definitely not worth whatever, you know, opportunity it is. So, so you got to start looking for those situations in which you, 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 in the past maybe have been more apt to sit on the sidelines, to sit it out, to, to act like I didn't hear anything or I'm not seeing anything. I'm just going to go on. I don't, I don't need to rock the boat. I don't want to get uncomfortable. I don't want people to say bad things to me and start confronting those things. I mean, yeah. that's, that's where it starts. It starts with the little stuff. It's not, it's not the big stuff. That big stuff happens because this little stuff doesn't get confronted. Yeah. I know. And my kids come home and they talk about different things. Um, one of the things I always, I always ask him, you know, if it involves something, it's a kid being made fun of or, or anything else of that nature. Um, you know, they're telling me the story and it's like, what did you do? What did you do? 
Yeah. I, I didn't do anything. Well, why the heck not? Yeah. Why the heck not? I mean, you stand up for him. You get um, administrator involved. You do whatever you can do. Like we're not, we're not going to be that way. We're not. That's not how we're going to live life. And and so we need more of this. And and we need again. We we've got to push back um, as much as we can. And I, I don't think it's enough anymore, even, you know, as us, that if you're doing the right thing with your kids and you're doing, trying to do what Caleb and I are doing, and not that we're doing it perfectly, mm-hmm. uh, but if you're moving that direction, it's not enough for us just to stop with our children. Um, and, I mean, we have to you know, really start being a louder voice in culture and society and saying, you know, just this, uh, this decay, this moral decay we're experiencing enough is enough. Like, let's. Um, let's start pushing back. We, we've got to, to recenter ourselves um, on, on the truth of God's word and um, begin to value life in, in all forms, fashion, uh, and facets, right? We can't, we cannot stop. We cannot stop. Um, it's sad. It's sad that there's more people. I mean, 15 people willing to beat this kid, um, people willing to video it. And um, I mean, in and of all of these things happen, it started with a bullying. They stuffed a kid in the trash can. And even in that case, let, let's back it up. Um, only one was willing to stand up for the initial kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then as he's getting beat, it's none. He was the last one. They snuffed out the light in that community. Um, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, like, so how, how how much longer do we continue just to, to be okay with things like that before we get loud? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's, that is, and it's, it's, uh, that's what it is. It's like I said, it's, um, it's it's everybody it's just everyday people you know choosing to do the right thing more often than the wrong thing you know or at least trying to do the right thing instead of ignoring what's going on around them and and um you know like we said at the beginning that the we don't have a force field around where we live you know luckily we live in a small you know small smallish town and and we live in a place that you know we still at least you know thought we had fairly strong biblical values. I mean, although, you know, I don't know what the, <clears throat> you know, we always use the, the, we live in the, the, the belt buckle, the Bible belt. And I don't even know what that means anymore. Um, <laughs> cause it doesn't seem to mean much, but there's no, there's no, like I said, there's no force field around here where, where the, these things aren't going to reach us. You know, yeah. Satan is not taking a day off and, um, people who are going to press on in, what they you know again this humanist secular ideology they're not going to take a day off either and um they don't want to just be left alone you know we we talked about that uh, a week or two ago i can't remember but the side that wants to be left alone always loses you know and i know because i'm i'm very much prone to that i'm very you know if i lived in a cave out in the middle of nowhere for the rest of my life that had wi-fi I would be a content person. <laughs> like I can be happy just being isolated from society. Uh, but you know what? I, even in that case, it's not, it, it's, it's going to reach, it's going to reach you, you know, and it's going to reach us. And you know, the, the days of us being passive in culture anymore are gone. I mean, if, if we want to hold on to anything that looks like what we believe in anymore. And so um, we, we can no longer, we can no longer take a backseat to this stuff. And we, so, so we have to start looking for places in which we kind of gain the intestinal fortitude to start standing up against things. And like I said, start small, start looking at your life, how you're parenting. Maybe, you know, I know we got a lot of parents that listen. Um, where are we, where are we just taking a backseat to call, you know, well, my kids really enjoy this, this show, even though it has a lot of stuff that I'm, you know, morally objected to. 
Yeah. And I just, but I can't tell them no, because then they'll, they'll get upset. <laughs> <laughs> I look for ways to make my kids upset. You know, it's like, yeah, but I'm, but I'm serious like that. That is where we're at though. And then we wonder why this stuff happens. And it's, again, it's not, um, it seems insignificant, but it's these little things that add up to the big things. That's, uh, you know, back in the 80s, you know, New York City obviously has a reputation of being, you know, this crime-ridden cesspool, especially now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was that way in the 70s and then in, in um, the 80s because, again, it was kind of the same thing we're seeing in some of these big cities where we're not pros- they don't prosecute a lot of these minor crimes. You know, people jaywalk or tur- jump the turnstiles and, on, you know, onto the subway and all, the, all this little stuff that was just let go. Well, then the 80s came in, uh, uh, what's his name? Giuliani became the mayor. And one of the things he started doing was, um, I mean, he started cracking down on all that stuff. And all the once he started cracking down on all the little stuff, all the, the jaywalking, all the turnstile jumping, all the little, you know, the little uh, shoplifting, that kind of stuff, major crime went down. Because the people who do those major crimes are the ones doing those little crimes. You know, yeah. that, that's, where it, that's where it starts. Because once they go, oh, there's no consequences for this little action, well, then I'm just going to... I can, I can, I can elevate, I can ramp it up. I can do more of the wrong thing. And it just emboldens people to, to continue on doing those things. And so it's the same here. It's, you know, we start confronting little things and we, Hey, I didn't die. You know, it's okay for me to, to stand for what I believe in, to, to step up and um, take a stance on, on certain things. Uh, so now when something bigger comes along, now I'm, I'm more able or at least more likely to engage in that, that bigger thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So um, just to kind of recap, I mean, we have to, um, we got to start pushing back against these things, stand for life, um, stand for um, what's right. Remember that um, knowing what to do, the right thing to do and not doing it, it is a sin and that we should love our neighbors um, as ourselves. So um, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Um, it's hopefully it's blessed you. We want to encourage you again, like, and share. Don't forget the last, this is the last time that we're on Cedar Point Recovery. Look for us reconstructing truth, um, here, um, on, on YouTube, you know, all the things, <laughs> Apple, yeah. Google, Spotify, uh, whatever else you can find us on, but subscribe there, like, and share our content. No episode next week. We'll be back on the 1st of December uh, with you guys. We hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, but uh, we love you guys, and we'll catch you right back here in two weeks.